Let's begin with prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for who you are and all that you've done. We ask for your presence this evening. We ask that you would instill in us afresh a sense of awe and wonder of your work and of your love. Draw us closer to you as we worship you tonight. We ask this in your name. Amen. So tonight we listen to the scriptures that will take us through the events on the, of the night that Jesus was betrayed, leading into the following day, speak, telling us of his betrayal, his abandonment, his suffering, his death, and his burial. It's a journey that speaks of his great faithfulness, even unto death. And of course, as we anticipate and prepare ourselves to celebrate the hope of the resurrection, which we'll do this Sunday, we look first to his work to atone for our sins through his suffering and his death. And the journey we take through the scriptures tonight is a difficult journey through which Jesus triumphed over sin and death, and yet it's a journey where we see his faithful obedience in what must have been the lonely wake of the failure of his closest friends as he was betrayed by one, denied by another, and abandoned by all of them and all in his time of need. And as we hear the story, we may feel any number of things and perhaps we may even be tempted to respond by judging the ones who failed him, perhaps maybe with a desire to presume our own faithfulness even as Peter did moments before his own failure. And that would understandably be human, but it would not be right. Because if we're honest with ourselves, and if we're honest with God, we will be confronted with our own sin, our own brokenness, and our own failure. And so we may instead, as we hear the scriptures, find ourselves in the passages, identifying with the disciples who failed Jesus even in his time of need. But as we do so, we do so not to self-deprecate, but we do so because in these places, even in the midst of the failures of his disciples, in the midst of our failures, we see in these passages that our sin is outshined by his love. And so we may receive his love a love that illustrates the truth that Scripture speaks to, that while we were still sinners, it was while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. As we said, this is our Maundy Thursday tenebrae service of shadows. The word Maundy comes from the the Latin word for commandment. And it's a reference to the words of our Lord in John chapter 13 when he says, a new command I give to you, love one another, even... As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know you are my disciples if you love one another. And shortly before these words, he took up the posture of a servant washing the feet of his disciples, washing the feet of the very friends that would fail him just moments later. And as he would serve them in that way, it would foreshadow 
the greatest act of service in him giving up his life that we might live. The word tenebrae means darkness, a reference to the shadows, a reference to all that he would undergo from the actions in our passages that would obscure or distort his light. As we read, candles are extinguished, symbolizing the abandonment of the disciples, leaving the Christ candle last. And these things, these events, speak to the nature of his love. It speaks to a love that is not conditional upon our performance, upon our faithfulness, but rather was powerfully displayed even in the midst of our sin. It's a love that was present even in the midst of the lack of illumination felt as his friends abandoned him. And it's a love that is present even in the midst of our sin and failure, even today. And because through his death, he has broken the power of sin and death, we may receive his love and forgiveness and respond in worship and seek him and seek his help in living faithful lives in trying to love even as he loved us. And such a response does not come from putting ourselves under any illusions of self-righteousness or our own worthiness. Instead, we know that because of his love, we may confess our sins to God freely. And in doing so, know his healing and his forgiveness. And so as we enter into worship, let us do so now confessing our sin, holding to the assurance of his forgiveness, which we may know because of his faithfulness. And so after we confess our sins together, then we will, part- we will prepare our hearts for the Lord's Supper and partake in the sacrament. So let us begin in sil- by silently confessing our sins to God, and then we will do so praying corporately together.